Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Life Group Leaders, we are excited to be back with you again as we are starting a brand new series called From the Cross, where we are going to be looking at the words of Jesus. And uh, I, I think it's it's always a fun practice when we're able to do it, to hear from Eric Geiger as our, you know, he's our, our senior pastor and primary teacher. He's the one who has created um, the, the vast majority of our weekend message content. And so uh, without uh, further ado, I want to just jump straight into a conversation that I had with Eric about um, this new series. And so let's get into that right now. Eric, thanks for joining us on the Life Group Leader Podcast. We are walking through this new series coming up called From the Cross. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing amazing. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I am so thankful for our group leaders, so it's an honor to be able to spend a couple minutes speaking to them. So we're on our way to Easter. We're actually about, what, six and seven weeks out right now as we're on our way towards the most pivotal weekend in human history That's right. that we get to celebrate. It is. Just talk to us for a minute about what is the importance about going on a journey to Easter? And I know that we don't always have a weekend teaching series right. that is perfectly tied towards a journey towards Easter, but we have Ash Wednesday yeah. and a prayer guide. What's kind of the reason behind that? Yeah, in the last couple of years, we, we actually did do... Um, a journey to Easter approach in our teaching. Right before the pandemic began, we started looking at the seven deadly sins, which was going uh, right. to you know, help us repent of sin as we move to Easter. Uh, last year, we then were looking at the sayings of some sayings from Jesus. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the series? I just blanked. Come on, group leader. Remember the name of the series. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it was like conversations with Jesus. Okay. Right? Yes, like Jesus right. on your doubts. That's right. It was Jesus on politics. Yeah. It was Jesus on all those things. Yeah. So it was Jesus moving towards Easter. And then this, this year, um, we're going to look at the seven sayings of Jesus from the cross mm which really is profound. If you're a Bible nerd, you know seven is completion. So it really is amazing that mm. the complete work of Jesus on the cross is accompanied with seven sayings of Jesus. So mm. you have the completion of his sacrifice, the finished work of Jesus on the cross, but you also have these amazing sayings. And so that's what our teaching is going to be. But to answer your question, why is it important to go on a journey to Easter? It's a time that Christians throughout church history Different faith, different traditions or tribes under the banner of the Christian faith have taken this season very seriously. Um, in the Christian church calendar, there has been Christians throughout the centuries who have said, let's take this period of time to prepare our hearts, not only to celebrate Easter, but to refresh our hearts with the good news of the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus for us. It's, it's the time in the Christian calendar when we focus our hearts on Jesus and what he's done for us. And so it's great for a group to say, hey, let's, let's together think about what this season means for us as a group and for us as individuals. I, I kind of think of it similar as if you're going on a family vacation and you just sort of hop on a plane and you arrive at vacation, it can take a couple of days almost to fully immerse yourself into it, 
to shut off of work and then to be fully present with it. For some reason, when I go on road trips with my family, yeah. when I arrive after the drive to wherever we're going, I am ready much quicker. But you've had some thought. That's right. You had some th- time to think about what you're going to do when you get there. Um, there was some buildup for the trip. Yeah, there, yeah. there is something to be said about the, the meditation, the reflection, the thoughtfulness of knowing. It's not just a date on the calendar in the future, right. but we're marching towards it. Totally. And, and there's small things that I've done in my journey as a Christian that are not as significant as what we're doing this year, but that were still really helpful. I remember when I first became a Christian, I would read through the Passion Week of Jesus. Yes, that's right. You know, in the scriptures going, going towards... The, his crucifixion and his resurrection. So even small steps like that, perhaps you group leader, you've done that. You've thought, hey, this is this is the week going towards Good Friday and towards Easter, so I'm going to read what his final week on, as God the Son living this earth was like. Mm-hmm. And that's always great, it, it's, because this is... We, we are talking about the center of our faith. Yes. You know, we're talking about without... Jesus on the cross, without his resurrection from the dead, we do not have life. We have no message. Everything is futile. We are completely without hope. So right. this is not just like, hey, let's find an important thing to talk about. It's not an important thing. You know, But like Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, this is of chief importance. That's right. So because it's of chief importance, it's really good for our hearts to spend some weeks not having Easter be just about pastels and a brunch after church on one day, Mm -hmm. but a season where my faith is refreshed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, that's really well said. We don't just go on a a journey to anything. It's not just a journey to the Sermon on the Mount or anything like that. Like we really are setting aside the importance of this event as the the single most important thing. Of chief importance. Yeah. Yeah. So could you take a couple minutes and just walk us through uh, these sayings or the yes. overview of the weeks, and just um, what you're really hoping for us as we experience these words of Jesus. Yep, so the cross is central to our faith. The act of Jesus dying for us on the cross without his death, we don't have life. But then it really is remarkable that he spoke from the cross. So we have the cross, but we also have him speaking from it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even if he didn't speak from it, it's profound and significant. But the fact that he spoke from the cross, right. these words matter a lot. I mean, you, you you know that when a friend or a family member has someone who passes away, one of the first questions is, hey, did you get to say goodbye? Mm-hmm. Or what were the final words? Because there's a lot of weight usually placed on someone's final words. Yeah. Now, we know these are not the final words of Jesus. They're his dying words, but not his final words, because he walked out of the tomb three days later. Amen, come on. So they're not his final words, but they are his dying words. And there, I, there's, I mean, there's so much profound beauty in these, in these words. So, I mean, I'll give you a, a couple of them, but you could really say that so much of the Christian experience could be pinned on these words. They, there's just... a um, many different ways you can look at this. But for for example, week one, Father, it's the first phrase he said, Father, forgive them, they do, do not know what they're doing. So in his very first phrase, we see the importance of being forgiven and of forgiving. Then you have, woman, behold your son. Well, then you see that he actually cares for Mary 
in the here and now. So he cares about us having forgiveness. Wow. Father, forgive them. But he also cares for, mm. he's caring for Mary that she's going to have someone to feed her a meal the next day, yeah. right? So he actually cares for our daily, our da- daily needs. Then week three, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which is a fulfillment of Psalm 22. And it's the darkest moment in history as Jesus is becoming our sin. Wow. Then you got this unbelievable statement where this one of the criminals on one side says, hey, can I, you know, can I, where are you going? Can I be with you? And Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise. Mm. So, I mean, just in those four, you have the doctrine of forgiveness. You know, some would call that expiation, like our sins being cast from us. The second week, you have the doctrine of presence that, he is with us here and now. Week three, you have the doctrine of propitiation. I know I'm getting all theological on you, yeah. but you're having Christ become our sin for us and the wrath of God pour, uh, poured out on Jesus in our place. And then you have th- this incredible doctrine of eternal life that this guy who could do nothing good for Jesus gets to go. Then you see the humanity of Jesus, and the next week he's, he actually says, I'm, I thirst. And then the last week... We'll, We'll, we'll combine two phrases in a one. It is finished and Father into your hands, and you see the perfection, the completion mm. of the of the sacrifice. So th- there's volumes that could be written on each phrase. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I want to encourage the leaders not to think ah, uh, you know, seven phrases we could. That's not that big of a deal. I mean, each phrase is yeah. <laughs> is has such magnitude and depth to it. Yeah, sometimes we think about, we're going to study this passage. Here's going to be this collection of verses. Well, this could feel easy, like, oh, it's just one sentence, or it's just, in some right. cases, th- three words. I, I thirst is two. You two know? words, yeah. And you're like, well, there's a lot packed up into that. So as you start to think about our groups and the the great people of our church that are going to spend time in biblical community, we're, we're going to study God's Word. We're also going to put it into practice, and we're going to yep. do some various things. I love that within our weekend services, just in these next several weeks, we're going to have an I Believe service. There'll be extended prayer. We'll take communion yeah. together. But if you think about the group time, which you know usually happens sometime be- between the weekends, some you know a weekend then sometime in the midweek we're going to have our group time what are you hoping our groups will encounter or experience of Jesus as they get to marry both the 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 weekend message yeah. to their group discussion hey i think a group sitting around a table together sitting around a fire together and saying what are we going to do with father forgive them hmm. they know not what they're doing knowing that Jesus taught so much about forgiveness and our need to forgive other people what are we going to do with this phrase? Because the only way we can forgive others is if we have our hearts melted by how much he forgave us. I mean, that's right. So, uh, and the reason that's important is on a journey to Easter, if you're filled with unforgiveness and bitterness, you're not going to you're not going to going to enjoy the life that God has mm-hmm. for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, that conversation could help people remove some bitterness from their life. You know, a whole conversation on what does it mean that Jesus thirst. Mm. Why is that important that Jesus thirst? That's really important because the scripture says that he was tempted in every way as we are, but with, without sin. Wow, he thirsted. It also means that he felt the pain of being betrayed. He felt the joy of a celebration. He felt the sting of a funeral. He, mm. The humanity of Jesus is really important yeah, because not only is he able to suffer because he took on human flesh, but 
he also is able to identify with me and my suffering. So there's someone in your group, group leader, who is going through suffering, and Jesus saying, I thirst from the cross, reminds them that they do not have a distant God who doesn't know what it's like to thirst. Yeah. You have a thirsty God? That's a, that's an amazing statement. Yeah, that really so is. So there's so much conversations that I think group leaders can have during the most important time in the church calendar around these incredible statements that Jesus gave us on the cross. Yeah, I, I'm so looking forward to seeing how our groups will go on this road together, a, a road that is is leading up to not Good Friday, but leading up to Easter Sunday. And yeah. it's it's important, right, that we have both of those together, of course, right? And I yeah. hope that um, our groups will take advantage of Ash Wednesday service coming up on, on March 2nd, that we'll see people come out to Good Friday services together. And then as we think about Easter, that we make it this important thing that we we practice this idea of, you know, we go to church, we're in our group, we serve the community, you know, we're, yeah. we're active and we are... That um, the gospel's act, that Easter's actually impacting how we live. That's exactly That's Easter's right. not just this thing we come to, but Easter's impacting how we live. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Eric, I'd love to do uh, something we haven't done before. Could, would you pray for our life group yeah. leaders? Just take a moment and, and pray for them as they get ready to start this brand new series with yep. us. Father, thank you for each leader who's listening to this now, whether in his or her office, the car... Uh, on, a, on, a, on a jog, you know exactly the needs of their group. You know each person, you care for each person, and you, in your goodness and in your providence, have given that group this leader. So I pray that you will bless this leader, that you will fill this leader with your energy, your wisdom, your compassion for the group, your grace. I I'm convinced that you build disciples in community and you have set apart this leader to shepherd a group of people who are in community. So please use this leader to build your people, to encourage your people, to shepherd your people. And I know that them leading a group is is one aspect of their life and that there's so many other responsibilities and challenges that that exist in their life. And so I ask that you would bless them and provide for them and care for them and all of all of the struggles and all of the challenges of, of regular life. That's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Always good to have Eric on the podcast talking about his heart for you and the direction of the content. And so, Jeremy, why don't we dive straight into week one? What is it that we need to know as we get ready to start this new series together? Yeah, so this is a great place to start our new series. We're going to start in the Gospel of Luke. We'll be looking at uh, the different Gospels in this series. And we start here with this picture in Luke where we see the words of Jesus, Father, forgive them. And on the cross, we'll see that that Jesus not only declares forgiveness, but he actually achieves our forgiveness. And so as the innocent one uh, crucified, sacrificed, laying down his life on our behalf, we see the truly innocent one laying down his life for the guilty and declaring and achieving our forgiveness. And so as a group, um, this can feel like a heavy starting point for a brand new series, right? To, to already begin a series that's called From the Cross, and it's got this real powerful imagery to it, but then to jump straight into our 
uh, repentance, the freedom from stronghold kind of practice that can feel heavy. Jeremy, what um, uh, what what would be some guiding principles for us to make sure that we we do this well in our group? Like you said, this this can feel heavy, but uh, we've been together. Uh, groups have been together for a while. This is the beginning of a new series, but this is not the beginning of your relationship with the people in your group. And so, uh, and when we're talking about forgiveness, and and Jesus declares our forgiveness. Uh, part of that process, right, is is acknowledging where we need forgiveness. It's acknowledging the sin that's still in our lives. Even as believers, uh, it's easy a lot of times for us to think, well, well asking for forgiveness uh, is something that happens once, and then I become a Christian, and I'm forgiven, and I move on with my life. But this is a that constant rhythm of remembering that uh, there's still sin in my life, e- even as one who's been redeemed by Christ. There are still things where uh, I either willfully or kind of just get distracted and and my attention and affections turn away from Christ where I have time to repent, to reorient my life. And, and as a group, uh, use discernment as a leader, but take this time uh, not just to, to mention this, but to really set time aside to really experience this as a group where um, – Again, using discernment, you know the people in your groups, but maybe, uh, maybe split up into either into pairs or into smaller groups, something a little more manageable, so you can have actual conversations. Uh, if your group includes both men and women, consider uh, breaking up with guys uh, sharing with one another, ladies sharing with one another, um, but allow that space for to people, uh, for people to prayerfully share what's. Uh, kind of going on in their hearts to to confess that, uh, to pray for one another. It's not a time to go into like deep counseling or or whatever. That's that's not our our jobs. Our jobs are to be open and honest with one another, uh, to remind everyone that this is a space where we can do that freely and and confidently, knowing that uh, we have the trust and love in these relationships. And then just to pray for one another, that the spirit would move and and set us free from the things that we've shared. Thank you so much for that explanation. I I think that sometimes this idea of repentance, confession can feel very overwhelming. It can feel very exposing. Um, But at the core of it, you know, two two comments. One would be uh, every one of us has fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us has some element that is imperfect within us. And this is a chance for us to just say to Jesus, this is where I'm falling short. And that in that moment we get to experience forgiveness. There's a there's a depth of relationship that is forged between us and Jesus because of that. But then it's also similar to what we do in Rooted when we talk about our strongholds. Our strongholds don't have to necessarily be a thing of active rebellion and sin that we are continuously choosing to engage in. It might be that, and you should probably share that. Um, But if it isn't, it might just be an area of your life where it might be insecurity or a need for control or arrogance and pride. You know, it could be these kinds of things, anger, that um, when we acknowledge that those are areas of our life that still remain, we acknowledge those and we believe that God sees that and meets us in the midst of it. And for many of us, those strongholds are going to be a lifelong journey of sanctification yeah. where it may be present in us forever. And so, it, uh, not forever, this earthly life. And so if that's the case, then 
it's okay to still acknowledge that and receive prayer from your group um, to help you continue to grow in it. The big learning is if it's a stronghold in your life, it should feel more manageable as time goes on, not worse. If it gets worse, we're heading kind of in that in that wrong direction. So I love that our groups are going to have a chance to open up God's word and to just dive straight in to uh, to, to sharing these things in a, in a time that could be some some very um, important prayer for, for one another. Jeremy, is there anything else that we need to kind of discuss about week one? I would just just remind group leaders that as they're not expected to be counselors, that there are, if anything comes up in any of their groups, uh, to remember that there are pastors, there are resources uh, that you can point people to and reach out to that would love to help and walk with people uh, on their journey towards Christlikeness. Beautiful. Well done. So life group leaders, we uh, hope that you have a great week one discussion as we are now on this journey towards Easter. Over the next several weeks, we're going to be looking at these seven sayings of the cross. And I hope that uh, as we arrive at Easter together, our hearts are in a very holy and sacred place to acknowledge what happens on Good Friday and, of course, on Easter Sunday. And so um, as we are going through the teaching series on the weekend, you're having your group discussions. Um, you know, know that we also have prayer guides that are available to you and to everyone in your group just to continue to be immersed in God's word as we make our way towards Easter. So we're praying for you. We hope that you have a great week.